we're back live and in person. We got two weeks off. Well, two weekends off, we should say. And then actually three weeks with days in between off. So, Hope, do you think we can do this today? I think we can do it. We're ready. Oh, We're happy to be go. back. There, oh, yes, yes, yes. It felt weird. It <laughs> yes. felt weird the last two weeks not to come to work, and then now it felt weird today. Like, oh, I have to go, but there was no football game, so I didn't mind coming in because uh, we all know what happened to the Vikings. So that's the way it went. Ugh. The way it went. And so did you have a nice, it sounds goofy and redundant, but New Year's is really only have been not that long ago. Right. But uh, it seems like forever ago for Christmas and New Year's. Yes. So you made it through the holidays. Santa was good. Yeah, everything was good. I mean, obviously not. It was very just small or mm-hmm. yeah. I spent it at home. So definitely not like the norm typically of seeing uh-huh. everyone yep. and rushing around but that's okay it can be different hopefully we can it's well, not always going to be like this you but. know how many times you heard people say geez i dread the holidays with all the family functions and then so and so doesn't get along with so and so and so this year now you had the chance that you didn't have to moan and groan that oh jesus the holidays and then we're going to be all together and but then everybody's moaning and groaning because they're not together i know it's just like <laughs> Okay, wait a minute here. Let's stop the presses. And, you know, the thing is, is that I learned a long time ago, um, for my 40th birthday, I had a huge birthday party. There was about 350 people. My uh, 50th birthday party, we had probably about 275, 250. All right. And then when I turned 60, you know, I finally had to realize that, yeah, it's fun partying with everybody and, and having a good time, but you never get to really s- talk and see to everybody, you know, you get, sure, hey, thanks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know what's so cool that I learned with my 60s? You had time to truly visit you know, with them, it wasn't so overwhelming. And then also that's the same thing with the gatherings that we're having now is that you truly get to actually, instead of having 50 people in the house because the family's all together and you really don't get a chance to talk, it's more as like a quick, hi, hi, how you doing? You know what I mean? You don't really get to visit. Yeah, that's true. And so now with the smaller gatherings and even the Zooms, you actually get to do talk one-on-one and truly catch up i think it's a blessing myself no that i think now that i'm looking back yeah i probably i mean i saw my mom and my brother and yeah typically with more family around you're not really getting that one-on-one time and i we don't live in the same right i mean we have hours between us so we're you know it's harder to get together so that's true we did have more time to talk well yeah catch up see and i think that is uh huge huge and i I think people are going to realize that just like i did my birthday parties it's not how many come it's the fun time that you can have just truly hanging out uh bantering back and forth yeah maybe playing some board games and and i knew i learned a new game uh my girlfriend kim have you ever heard of cardables card you know like Mm c-a-r-d-ables no i haven't okay cardables is played with an aggravation board if you ever played aggravation with marbles but anyway, you use so. a deck of cards. Okay. Yeah. And anyway, and it's but it's. Have you ever played the board game Sorry? Yes. Okay, that's what it is. Okay. Sorry's with an aggravation board, and then a deck of regular deck of cards. And honestly, Pete, but having so much fun. It's. I like the game Sorry, but sometimes it's just kind of like I'm sorry. It's kind of boring. Yeah. For some reason, <laughs> doing the same game with card with marbles, and there's uh, basically the same. You know where you can. Uh, fours, you go backwards. You know, jacks, you can trade or go 11. Uh, aces, kings, and um, aces, kings, and joker, you can get out, you okay. know, to start playing. 
But it, but for some reason, it's just really a lot of fun playing it with the marbles. I don't oh, get it. But anyway, that's good. so yeah, it's called Cartables. It's okay. pretty critical. Yeah, so that was my. So I, and then everybody I talked to over the holidays, you want to play Cartables? You want to play Cartables? <laughs> And so now I turn quite a few people on to carnivals. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, so it's, it's pretty cool. But anyway, so hopefully you guys have got a whole bunch of questions because I know there's a whole bunch of dogs that have gotten <laughs> over the, I mean, my, excuse me, my puppy classes are just, I open them. I only have five dogs, you know, five pups a class. So, so just remember, I'm open for business. You know, whether you want to do a manners class to get you started, it's a one-time hour and a half. Or my puppy class is just two times hour and a half to make sure you get some social skills in. Because a lot of people, even though they didn't get the actual pup for Christmas, they got where we're going to be getting a puppy that's being bred or and they're going to be old enough like mid-January, right. mid-February. So anyway, so yeah, so I'm open for business, whether you want to do a private lesson, a phone consult or whatever type thing. So, but I, I'm just so worried about the puppies because they're not getting enough of the world, you know, the, the sociability with other dogs so that they know mm. how to interact with their own kind. And then just seeing strangers, you know, out and about, smelling new things, hearing new things. And, and that's why all of you guys that got puppies is your duty. If you got them, you know, eight weeks, remember, never, ever get a puppy under eight weeks old, seven weeks. Okay, fine. I'll allow that. But after that, but nothing under seven weeks, never, because otherwise you're going to have a bully, pushy dog that doesn't know how to take a licking and keep on ticking. That's what mom and the littermates teach them. And that's why it's so important. If you can get a puppy between eight and 10 weeks old and it's stayed with his mom and littermates, that oh, that you're going to have a well-adjusted dog with additional help from you as far as getting them out and social with other dogs and people and sights and sounds and stuff like that. So, so needless to say, the phone's been ringing off the hook, but and classes have been booking up. That's good. That's good. a good try. I'm not complaining. Not complaining here at all. And then, uh, like I say, so Happy New Year. And then, you know, with everything that's going on, have you ever uh, watched the movie Sicko or Fahrenheit? I have not. By Michael Moore. Mm. Please take the time. With everything that's going on around here, you know, I'm not a politically picky person, you know. And these two movies are, are it's, they're interesting. Okay. You know, it's, it's kind of, um, it's uh, some facts, some whatever type thing. So anyway, so you watch Sicko and watch Fahrenheit, all right, by Michael Moore. I had, I got my, my husband to sit down and watch Sicko today. And it's kind of like, you know, why don't we have, uh, it starts out where the right is called Sicko. It just has to do with uh, the HMOs. You know what I mean? Why are we the only thing in the world that don't have, everybody have health care? Okay. You know, where there is no bills, mm-hmm. you know, like a, a Canada and overseas. And yes. So it's just really interesting. Okay. You know, to, to, so if you got time. Yeah, I'm just uh, looking them yep, up to yep, uh, mark them for me. Yeah, in Fahrenheit. you got to watch that. A lot of discussions will be had by then, okay? Yes. All right. And then, uh, let's see. Da-da-da-da. Yeah, so that's about the, the day we want to talk about. I've gotten quite a few people that have well-meaningly adopted dogs, you know, from a rescue. Dogs that came from, like, the meat markets in Korea. Um, and then uh, older, uh, some older people did that. And, and then uh, people getting breeder dogs that don't, aren't breeding anymore from puppy mills and then the rescues buying from auctions. And then you figure that you can bring them in the house and love them enough and make all, all better. And so I just want to kind of talk a little bit too. I know we've been doing this the last couple of weeks, but it's been happening more and more that, you know, people are getting these shy dogs that, you know, just as soon be, 
you know, somewhere but where they're at. <laughs> you know, they just want to head for the hills. You know, they don't know what human kindness is and stuff like that. Right. So I just want to reiterate and, and talk about that a little bit today, too, is that how you get them over the hump. And I, and in, in a way, I want to call out the rescue groups that are adopting these dogs because they're extenuating circumstances. Don't ask me to spell it. <laughs> that, you know, these dogs that are coming, like, from the meat markets in Korea or from the breeder dogs um, from auctions uh they don't know what human kindness is and so now you bring them in the house they can just get out you can make them all better all of a sudden you're getting bit they're running from you it's just turning into one crap show and so the the big thing that i wish rescue go, go groups any of you guys out there listening i hope is that i would not i would implement a program that though people cannot adopt these dogs unless they have an existing dog that is bonded to the humans you know okay. the family mm-hmm. so that means they've had that dog at least a year or so and so and is a kind dog not a jittery rattle trap barky snarky dog it has to be a very kind easygoing dog because then when you get these uh, dogs that don't know human kindness the those dogs coming in that are scared and shy and such like that they do know their own kind because that's what they've been, been stuffed with is yes. other dogs, okay? Yep. So they're going to take the lead from that existing dog in your home, and eventually they will learn to warm up to the humans by following that existing dog. Oh, good. All right? And so that will make things a lot easier. So I'm really hoping that that the rescue groups uh, you're listening and or people that work for them or whatever, that you implement a new program. And right now I'm kind of putting together uh, bullet point you know thing whereas okay this is what is needed to be done for things to be successful sure and because this poor couple that adopted these meat dogs from korea well meaningly the male dog was her husband unfortunately got bit like three four times oh no and uh the female was not as snarky and not as you know scaredy catty type thing but they feel like they failed these dogs. Right. And it's like, yeah. no, 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 no. The system failed you because you shouldn't have got those dogs. They should have went into a home with an existing stabilized dog. You know, like I say, again, a friendly dog. And so that they could grow and learn the kindness and the love of a human by following the existing dog. So, uh, so, anyway, so, uh, yeah. So if you want to, uh, we want to talk about it further, please, please do so. But anyway, if you got questions, which I hope you do, because it's been two weekends in a row and no questions to answer over the airways at least. 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. Okay, here's a question for you. How can you throw a ball 10 meters and have it come back to you without hitting anything? We'll be back. There's somebody, there's Hello, somebody back again, on. and we're live today, starting over the brand new year, 2021. I'm a our dinosaur. I still write checks, you know. <laughs> Can't tell you. I haven't written that many of them, but all of a sudden, it's like, oops, it's not 2020, it's 2021. You think we would be, like, ready to change the date? Like, it'd be yeah. easier because we're just over yeah. 2020. No kidding, no <laughs> kidding. Okay, how can you throw a ball 10 meters and have it come back to you without hitting anything? I don't know. You threw it in the air. Oh, okay. Okay, you threw it up. Threw it up. And then it came back down it to came- you. <laughs> so hopefully you, 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 the ball came back to you that when you threw it up, you didn't throw it like out. So never mind. Yeah. 
Got it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> See, I don't know if you guys were listening earlier that uh, the rerun of Jason's show, they were talking about trying to get uh, urine sample from for pack. You know, Alexis was talking about that. Okay, this is a heads up. If you ever, ever need to get a urine sample, the big thing is, is that what you do is you go to the dollar store and you get yourself some of those ladles, you know, those plastic ladles for a buck. Yes. All right. Put them in, put them off to the side. So if you ever need to collect a sample, you just, when the dog starts going, don't let him get going and then just put the ladle under there. Yeah. Now you got it. And then what you also want to do is you want to keep on the side with these extra ladles is that you go to, you know, like the big box stores. You know how they have these like little, uh, what do you call them? Uh, like a rubber made. They're not rubber made, but they're the plastic that you can store foods in. Okay. Uh, containers. Yeah, right. Right. Contain- containers that are just basically kind of throwaway. Yeah. You know, not the nice, nice ones. Right. So you keep those on hand. So then, you know, you got the urine in the ladle <laughs> yes. and then you put it into the in thing there. and then you bring it to the vet. Okay. When you got low riders, like sheet Tzu's and stuff like trying mm. to get a ladle under there would be like, yeah, right. Yeah. So then what you learn to do is you take, you, you keep in your little kit of collecting urinism <laughs> is uh, like cool whip tops is what you want because it doesn't take take much urine you don't have to bring in a bucket load all right just a little bit will be fine so as long as you can get maybe a couple tablespoons you are going to be sitting pretty and even a tablespoon will help out it doesn't it doesn't have to be everybody thinks they have to bring the whole bladder full uh you know like all of a sudden we got five cups of urine no you don't need that they just use a little bit so uh, get some ladles from the dollar store keep that in a a box and then you're going to get some um, uh, storage containers that are small that uh you could just uh pour in the ladle into that and then now you could throw the ladle out if you don't want to wash it and then and then obviously they're going to keep the container all right and uh, then uh, keep a couple cool whip tops so that if you have a low rider you when they start going you just kind of you know you have it on the ground and then as they start going you just kind of take your foot and slide it underneath them and now when they get and move uh, hopefully sometimes they do step and then they spill it but you just gotta you know that's the best way to get urine samples because oh, i heard the last saying what am i supposed to do run around with a bucket right you know well you can run all you want around with that bucket. yeah yeah it'd, it'd be something <laughs> it is a lot easier to collect urine so oh, there's a heads up good for those thanks for you and yeah, those you tips go. like there i'd be go. like what do you do how there do you, you do this yeah i wish i would have heard it when i was uh you know when they were talking Live, about it, i would have yeah. called it yeah i would have called it in <laughs> no well i always say hear things after the fact yeah okay let's go to the phone lines you got some calls yes yes we sure do we have molly and she has some questions about puppy training all right hi molly how you doing Hi, good. Good. What Thank kind of you. puppy do you have? I'm, well, I'm getting it in two weeks. It's an English Springer Spaniel. Okay, Springer. Have you ever had a Springer before? Yes, I have. Good. But, um, when I was growing up. So okay. As an adult. Okay, and how old is the pup going to be when you arrive uh, at your place? Um, eight weeks. Yes. Good job. Good job. Okay, what's your questions? I'm just wondering if you'd recommend some like training strategies um, for it. Okay, well, at eight weeks, they're basically, you know, they're, they're, they're comatose. <laughs> they sleep more than they're awake, okay? So your big thing is going to be teaching potty training. That's the main game. And then get them used to a collar. Just get a buckle collar. Don't use a harness. Harness restrains. It doesn't train, all right? So just okay. use a buckle collar. And then um, let him, you can let him do as he gets his legs. Remember, he doesn't know. He just lost his mom, lost his litter mates. Who are you? Where am I? He's stressed to the max, all right? So what you got to do is uh the kettle is going to be in your room at night don't put the pup in bed put the pup in the kennel next to your bed all right so he now he can get used to your smells and your sounds and that's part of the bonding process 
And do me a big favor, get a plastic kennel, not an all-wire kennel. Dogs are denning animals. They want their back covered. So that's why the plastic ones are the best for uh, dogs. It makes them feel more secure and more safe. And you can either get the size that he's going to be when he grows up and then just box it off. And then as he grows, you can you give him more of the kennel or you can get the smaller one to start out with and then go upwards as he gets bigger. It's totally up to yourself. And you're going to feed him in the kennel. You're going to pop him in there for nap times here and there and uh, so that he gets used to the kennel and he's happy with the kennel. Okay. Okay, great. And, and then, uh, now potty training, remember, you're going to take him out on a, like a 15-foot line and stand still to where you're, he's going. And it's going to be go potty, go potty, or get busy, get busy, like in a chant. And when he does go potty, very calmly, go good potty, very nice, good potty. Maximum time outside at one time for a Minnesota dog is two minutes. If he doesn't get his business done, you come back in, wait a minute or two, take him out, try it again. But it's only out there to go potty and nothing else. If you're going to go for a walk, okay, that's later. You bring him in, nice dog, and now go for your walk. Now go and play. He's only out there to go potty and then get his butt right back in the house. All right? And so you're going to teach him what potty is called. Do not use treats. People that use treats find out real quickly the dog runs out, splashes, comes in for the treat, and then you know soon to turn around and there's a puddle on the ground. Because they're so bent at getting that treat, they just take a top off. They don't actually go. And so now you want to make sure they totally release everything they've got. And the main time they have to go potty is right when they wake up in the morning, right when they wake up from a nap, right after they get done playing, and right after they get done eating or drinking, about 10 minutes after they get done eating or drinking. That's the main potty times. And don't give them freedom in the house. That's something that's going to be earned once you hit the beat with the potty training. All right? So the main thing is plastic kennel. Put him in there periodically throughout the day here and there so he gets used to it and he has a chance for his nap because a tired puppy is a crabby puppy, a jumpy, mouthy, yucky puppy. And you're not going to use the word no because most dogs are no to death. You're going to go, ah, bad dog, or hey, quiet. Use a ah or a hey. He already knows what a growl means because mom already taught it to him. All right? And then, like I say, teach him words. Sit. You know, down. Kennel. Be happy. And so but then pretty soon it's going to work out, get better and better. But usually they don't really walk nicely on a leash till they're about 10 weeks or so to 11 weeks. And, they, and don't overwalk them. One month old, one, I mean, what you know, like uh, two months old, eight weeks, two blocks. That's one block out, one block back. Three months old, three blocks. Three blo- a two blo- block and a half out, a block and a half back. Everybody overwalks the puppies and it's hard on their joints. You could you want to take them out more often, but for shorter times. And you do more mental, making them thinking, and they'll take more naps. All right? Okay, that's great. That's, how often would you recommend? How what? How often would you recommend going out on walks? You do whatever you want. You know, you can do it every other hour, every three hours, every half hour. It's, it's up to yourself because you're not going very far. Okay, that's the thing. All right. Okay. Okay, and then what food? What food are you going to feed? Um, that was going to be my next question, because I'm asking a recommendation. Okay, because most breeders 
when you go to pick up the pup, they'll tell you, you ask them why they feed that, and they say, because that's what my breeder told me. <laughs> they really don't look into what they're feeding, and dog foods have changed so much over the years. Foods that used to be good are no longer good. But I can tell you what's good right now is the Nutrisource line made up in Perm, Minnesota. So I, whatever they're fe- being fed right now, what you want to do is just rotate in the Nutrisource line, the Peppy for Large Breed, okay, till he's about six months old, and then you can go to just a regular adult foods. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. You bet. Give me a holler if you got any other questions up at Katie's Canines. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You bet. Take care. Bye bye. Okay. Tom's mother had five sons 11, 12, 13, 14. What's the name of the fifth son? We'll be back. All right. Thanks for spending your Sunday afternoon with me. I greatly appreciate it. Okay, here's the riddle. Tom's mother has five sons named 11, 12, 13, 14. What is the name of the fifth son? 15. I'll read it again. Uh, I don't. Oh Tom's mother has five sons named 11, 12, 13, 14. What is the name of the fifth son? I don't know. Tom's mother. Oh. It's Tom. Oh, okay. Because Tom's mother has five sons, so Tom is one of the sons, correct? Yes. Okay, so so it's like it's Tom. <laughs> I was like, what are the numbers, and like trying to count them. There you go. There <laughs> you go. See, just a little play in words. Okay, who's up? We have Michelle, and her female dog is humping. All right, the humpomaniac. Hi, Michelle. Yes. How you Hi. doing? What kind of pupper? Um, she is a three-year-old golden retriever. Okay. I also, I also have a 15, almost 15-year-old golden retriever in the house. All right. And um, the three-year-old is humping a new dog bed that I brought into the house about six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And she is, I mean, humping it, like, really going hard at it. Yep. And till she's almost, like, worn yep. out, tired. Okay. And, and you're... Like, four or five times in a row. Okay. And you're allowing that. Why? Well, we we get after her. We we take her away from the bed, and I guess we just don't know where to go from here. I okay, mean, the main I thing I don't want to yell at her because that obviously isn't going to work. Okay, but now and now obviously she just didn't start humping, did she? The dog bed, yes, she did. Okay, but no, she's humped other things throughout her three years. Um, every once in a while, she will hump our twenty-year-old daughter. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 So for some reason, there could be a smell that's either, ex, you know, setting this into a tether. But usually when a dog starts humping things, uh, everybody laughs, but then all of a sudden it becomes obnoxious. All right. So first of all, what I would do is number one, when you don't have time to work with this, the dog bed is someplace other than where she can get to it. All right. Okay. Then when you have time to work on this, then what you're going to do is you put the bed down. I would put a training collar on her and let her drag a leash. And then when she starts going for it, you come up, pick up the leash, give it a pop. Ah, wrong. Okay, let's go. Come on, hurry up. Get her away from it. Let her know that this is unacceptable, unacceptable behavior. All right, so then you're going to drop the leash. Okay, and this is only when you have time to do this. Let's see she starts walking towards the the bed. Ah, ah, ah. Be nice. Ah, 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 ah. 
And then she and then redirect. Where's your ball? Where's dad? Let's go for a walk. Let's do something else. All right. And so that's what okay. you want to do. Could there could be a smell for some reason that's in there that's um, over accentuating it. But if she's humped yeah. like your um, your you can try washing it and see if that makes any difference. But uh, okay. uh, but if she's humping your daughter and usually a humping everybody th- thinks of it as a sexual move. Mostly, no, isn't it dominant? Yes, it's usually dominant. Yeah. But yeah. I really believe that dogs that are allowed to hump over time because people thought it was funny that I truly believe they get a high from it. I really do. I don't know. I have not been able to get an answer when I question dogs about it, but I really think that's why when you said that she, you know, she seems like she's just to almost exhaustion, you know, type yeah. thing. And so that's why, I, like I said, I really think that they get some kind of a high. And so they just keep going and going and going and going and going. Yeah. And so that's that what, sense. yep. And so that's why, uh, for some reason, this bed might have the smell. Try washing it. See if that makes a difference. Put a training collar on. Now, how many pounds is your uh, golden retriever? Um, I think she's 46. 46, okay. Uh, I used a Starmark collar, S-T-A-R-M-A-R-K. You can get it online. Uh, I would get the large one, and you just want it to slide overhead and slide off. And then hook a nylon leash onto it, put the bed down, just kind of go about your business, have uh, your eyes on the side of your head, and let her go. Okay, Okay. when she starts to go, you want her in the middle of it, you know, that she's really going. Now you just come in like God (laughs) and pop. Hey, wrong. Ah, wrong. You know, you're, what you're going to do is give her a cold shower. <laughs> and so yeah. anyway, and then say, hey, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. Okay, move her on to something else. And then let's say, remember, she's dragging the leash around. Yeah. And then what you're going to do is just see what she does. If she slowly kind of moseys on over, all right, then wait. She's going to look around, all right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let her step on it. And then if she starts to go, you come in there, grab that. Ah, wrong. Now what you're going to do is if she starts going, because you want her to use the bed <laughs> correctly. <laughs> yeah. But you may make her scared of that bed. You may need to, that bed may need to be donated, and you may need to get another one. So what okay. we just got to try to do is work on the situation. Because now the third time, if she starts walking to her bed, uh uh-uh, you're going to be nice now. Be nice, uh uh-uh. I'll just say, you know, you want two times, you want to give a correction. And then after that, you want to try to work with your voice. All right. Okay. And so then, but you got to give her the cold shower and say, this is unacceptable behavior. (laughs) Now, have you done any obedience work or any trick training or blaring teaser training? Um, We've done obedience and we've done trick training. Yeah. Okay, but see, what you need, though, is that that's the thing, is that unfortunately everybody's home, but they're not making the dogs do anything other than pet them. You know, the whole thing is, is that dogs that show obnoxious behavior is usually a, do- a dog that is bored out of their gourd, and so what they're doing is looking for their own excitement. And so that's okay. why what you've got to do is start, you know, something as simple as, let's say you're walking down the hallway and she's right there, ask her for a sit or a down, say stay, yeah. you go down the yeah. hallway, do your thing, come back, release her, give her little jobs to do throughout the day, so that then her brain is going to be too tired to think about humping that bed. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. Okay. Good luck. Thank you, Katie. You bet. Bye bye. I forget. There's a movie where there's a golden retriever that humps a duck. And I can't remember because everybody, I, I remember when I was in the theater when I saw it and everybody started laughing because the dog, it's a pretty big duck, you know, big, uh, oh, big yellow oh, stuffed duck sure, is yeah. what it is, okay? And everybody's just, you know, like, they just start bursting out laughing. And so, but the thing is, is that if your pup, whether it's a puppy or any dog starts doing that, you give them a cold shower, ah, ah, wrong, 
Wrong. I have, yeah, I have a friend and he has, I think, like a small dog, like a chihuahua. And she has like the one toy Mm -hmm. and she'll always hump that toy. But if you look at her, she'll stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But he just lets her do it. Well, see, yeah. See, they think, oh, it's funny. It's funny. But you know what? It can become a compulsive disorder and neurotic. And so that it's, that's not good anytime. You know, for the same with dogs that become ball compulsive where they see a ball and the whole, whole world stops, like throw the ball, throw the ball, you know, they pick it up and bring it to you. I'm gonna pick it up, bring it to you. It's like, nope, thank you. Go put it away. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want a dog of any sort to have any kind of co- just like humans. We don't. Right. You know, it's not healthy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so I said, don't do that. It may seem funny at the time, but don't. You know, like about uh, in puppy class. You know, when the pups are playing, if there's a pup that starts humping one, you know, I come up and clap my hands. Ah, wrong. The pup's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So pretty soon, all I have to do, ah, ah, ah. Okay, never mind. Okay, done, done. I said, that's what you want. You want them to learn to listen to the voice so you don't need. Right. Obviously, the correcting collar or whatever. Okay, who's up? We have Pam, and she has a question about when her dog um, becomes aggressive when it's playing with other dogs. Okay. Hi, Pam. How you doing? Hi, Katie. Good God. You make it through the new year okay? I did make it through the new year okay. Yay. So, Lola. You know Lola. Lola, Lola. Which Lola? The Lola? Retriever, German Shepherd. Okay, that one. Okay. Yep. She's six months old now. Okay. And she went to your puppy class. Mm-hmm. And she actually has been doing very well with the neighbor's dogs, and we go out probably every other day, and, and they run and they play. They've got a golden doodle and a springer. Okay. And the golden doodle is um, stays away from other people when they're outside, and the two of them will just play, play, play. All right. The Springer tends to come and visit with other people, mm-hmm. and Lola doesn't like that. She doesn't like the Springer to come to anybody. She gets protective. Like what? Um, she'll growl. She'll come in between us. Okay, what do you do? Um, tell her to be nice. I'll uh. pet them both. I... Okay, but if she's growling like that, then you're rewarding that behavior. First, you got to get your, you know, your licks in, and we're ah ah ah. You be nice, Lola. Ah, well, be nice. We're doing that now. All right. We are doing that now. Okay. Because um, the Springer will get so she doesn't want to play anymore, mm-hmm. and will and Lola doesn't take the clues from her, mm-hmm. and so Emmy will kind of bite at her, and mm-hmm. then Lola will get at her, and I'll grab her by the by the neck. Mm-hmm. Be nice. Mm-hmm. And she does. She's. It's just not working. Okay. Um, okay. So the Springer is over by you, and so is Lola. And then the uh, Lola growls. Okay. Then the Springer growls back, or what? That will happen, but most of the time, it's the Springer telling Lola she doesn't want her to play. Okay, and that's by, I mean, play by you guys, by the adults? Anywhere. Or, to go Anywhere. Out okay, okay. So you got to be... Started, it started, the aggressive behavior started more when the Springer would come to us. Mm-hmm. And now it's gotten to the point where it's when they're just out playing on their own. Okay. Uh, okay, if the, if the Springer is not interested in these other two dogs, then yes. the Springer should not be there. Because her owner is put, doing that dog an injustice. The dog already said, I don't want to play with these idiots. <laughs> you know, get me out of here. I'd rather be with humans. And so, and by that owner thinking that, well, the more times he brings it, then maybe eventually she'll play. No. What's happening is, 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 is it's getting worse because she's getting crabbier because she doesn't want to be there. 
All right. So but that what the Springer wants to do is just play and sniff and run and play on her own. Okay, yeah, but so so she can do that, and then the other two dogs are on leashes. Okay, and then when uh, when the Springer is done doing his thing, then that owner can take that the dog, put it in a kennel, put it in another place, and now turn the other two that get along, you know, together. Okay, you've got to, it's like kids get playing in the sandbox. Okay, is is that it, you know all of a sudden somebody's kicking sand, <laughs> and then one wants to leave because it's, it's not nice, and so that's it. So then he starts screaming and yelling at the ones that you know. So that's the whole what what's happening here is the Springer is letting to be known. I don't want to be here. And play with you jokers. But other, but the, the mom is still kind of pressing the issue because she's not getting the dog out of the situation. Now, the Golden Retriever, the, the uh, Golden Doodle and your Lola get along, correct? Yes. Okay, so that's the play date right there. The Springer is not in this play date. End of story. If you're, if you're that gal is your friend, then she comes without the dog. Or the dog is outside of the play area so that you could talk and visit, but the dog isn't stirring. You know, the other two dogs aren't. Come on, play. Come on, play. Come on, play. And she gets, uh, you know, upset about it. Right. Okay. And that's what's happening. Right. And see, so you're, you're, you've got to abide by what you, not what you as humans want, but what the dog is. The dog having a good time? No. So the dog does not belong there. All right. That, those personalities she doesn't care for. Truth but whole, most Springers rather have human contact than interact with other dogs. Springers are one of the few breeds that are really, really human orientated. So. It's so how do cool. you just keep the other two away from the Springer? Okay, well, I just told you. Why don't you hold on and we'll, we'll finish this up, so, okay? So hold on. Don't hang up. Okay, what can be in the middle of March and April that cannot be seen at the beginning or end of either month? We'll be back. We love in the night. All right, life, thanks for staying with me. Here we go. What can be seen in the middle of March and April that cannot be seen at the beginning or end of either month? The letter R. Ding, 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 yes. ding, ding. Look at you. Just there looking you at you're the first. riddle and what you're saying. There, there you go. <laughs> we'll get you. We'll get you. Get one at there least. Yeah, you, you, you share it around the water cooler. I'm if trying. Anybody's around yes, it. that was good. <laughs> but anyway. Okay, let's go back to Pam. Pam, you there? Yep, I'm okay. here. Okay, so what you think of it? Put it in the human uh, the, ways of thinking okay let's say you know you got your child you got the neighbor's child you know those, those two get along real good and then the other friend of yours that he's got a, a child also and they're playing in the playground and the one child of your friend doesn't get along with the two child your child and the other child you're not going to keep forcing that child to go there figuring someday they'll be friends no what you're doing is causing undue stress pretty soon the, that other uh, that child of that one gal friend of yours is just kicking and streaming because he doesn't want want to go and play in the playground with those other two because he doesn't like them <laughs> he doesn't care for their personalities and that's what you've got here so that springer like i said she may be a friend of yours or whatever type of thing wants to be a part of the equation but she can come but she leaves her dog back and she what she needs to do is find um some dogs that uh, they get along you know whereas you cannot make dogs be friends and if you keep pushing this somebody's going to get hurt there's going to be a fight because the dogs already show their disapproval 
by growling, being a little bit pushy, you know, and not having fun. And so what's happening here is that the Golden Doodle and, and Lola get along great. So great. They're great play buddies. You guys get together and have fun. Otherwise, if you want the Springer to join in, it's not going to be playing. You're all three are going to go for a walk. So you're all walking in the same direction. All right. So then the humans can get caught up and stuff like that. But as far as the actual playing goes, the Springer, it already showed. He's stressed out, doesn't want this. Don't keep doing it to him. Okay. Right. And so that's that's the name in the game. Okay. So like I said, she can come over, and but the dog doesn't come in when the when the dogs are playing. All right. And then like I say, if you all want to go for a walk together, everybody's on leashes, not the humans, the dogs. All right. <laughs> and so then you're gonna take them for a walk. So then you guys, the humans, can interact, but the dogs don't have to worry about the interacting of playing. All right. Right. And then the, at, at the, the hard part is the Springer and the Golden Doodle are from one family. Okay. Well. That's what harder well it's not harder it's just it's just like if you had five kids two-legged kids and there's a five, five two-legged kids they're not all gonna get along right so what you do is you bring the two together that do get along and then that's how you handle the situation yeah and so yeah. that's why like i say it's just uh you know it, it's it's a no-brainer if you do it correctly but i can guess i can tell you the writing's on the wall if you insist that the springer is going to get along they're not there's going to be a fight. Okay. And so, and why do that? Whereas, boy, Katie said, I know. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and so that's the thing is that you can't make dogs, you can't make people, you can't make kids be friends if they're uncomfortable. You know, with that, it's just, you know how you meet somebody, you don't know why, you just don't like them. Okay. And then you meet somebody and you feel like you've known them all your life. All right. And that's the same thing with dogs. Some personalities just don't get along and you can't make it happen. Yeah. And you shouldn't. And then you work out a way for everybody to have fun and, and, but not be okay. And like I said, truth be told, Springers rather hang around humans than they would dogs. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. They really would. Cause I had a Springer Tish. And I mean, she was just, she was, and I played poker with a, a liver and white Springer named Amanda. <laughs> she had her own chair, her own hand. We put visor on her and she'd sit there putting her all night. <laughs> you know, was, she loved being around the humans. And they're, they're more human orientated, most Springers are. So, so the thing is, is that her, her, the Springer's choice is humans. So then, like I said, let's say you're all having cocktails in the patio. Okay, the other two are playing in the backyard, and the Springer gets to hang out with you. All yeah. right? Without those other two come barging in and stirring the pot. Okay? Okay. So honor what the dogs have decided. Don't push it. All right? Sounds good. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. That's hard for people to get, but I want them all to play. But well, yeah, okay, they're from the same family. Oh well, if you had two-legged kids, like I say, uh, as uh, you know, five and five. Okay, these these two get from this family get along fine with almost all of yours, but one doesn't. You don't keep putting them in that mix because somebody's gonna get hurt. Not everybody likes everybody, no matter, you know, family. Yeah. Look at how many within a family don't yeah. even get along. <laughs> I know. Gosh, what, okay. it's so tough. Oh, yeah. So that's why, folks, you got to honor that. And that's why I hate dog parks and doggy playgroups is because somebody's really watching the dynamics. And in a blink of an eye, somebody can say, you suck, you know, to, like through a glance of an eye or a mm. tail or a head, you know, anything. And all of a sudden, there's a huge fight. That's why I only like to have dogs interact with people they know and the dogs get along okay she knows these people but the springer doesn't get along doesn't like the other two so we got to just say we got to respect that and move on sure yeah okay okay who's up 
We have Jan, and she has a question about having a cat that smells. A cat that smells. All right. Hi, Jan. How you doing? Hi, I'm fine, Katie. Good. How old's um, your cat? I think she's eight months old. It's my daughter's cat. She got it. She got it fixed and everything else. But it, this cat has always stunk. It has the stinkiest parts. And in, just in general, it just smells bad. It, like, so I, I saw something on, I heard something on the radio about dogs and somebody could stand their dog and stuff and it was in their diet. Yep. Okay, so what, what would you suggest? What food is is being fed right now? Um, gosh, I'm not even sure. I know my, I think my one daughter, she gets like a Purina or something or other. Yeah. I would strongly suggest that you put this cat, uh, this is a total indoor cat, correct? Pardon me? Is this a total indoor cat? Correct. Okay, so then it should only be on grain-free canned foods. Oh, really? Grain-free canned foods. Usually pate works with most cats. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you want the good ones like Nutrisource, Red Barn, Dave's, uh, Merrick, uh, Cowboy, Merrick Cowboy. Uh, let's see what else. Hounds and Gatos. All right, I rotate brands also. And then okay. also, too, kind of just pay attention. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of chicken going on, and some cats get, you know, being fed, and same with dogs, if they're fed at chicken base for too long, they get allergies. Oh, yeah. So that's why, and you and the big fish, like salmon and tuna, you only want to feed, like, twice a week because it has oh, heavy me. metal contents in it, just like humans. We shouldn't eat uh-huh. tuna or the big fish, you know, more than twice a week. Uh, it plays heck on our system. And so that's why what you got to do. And Nutrisource, their, their regular line Nutrisource, they've got five that does not have chicken in it, which is really cool. You don't, All right? you don't want chicken in it? No, we want to try to rotate some because unfortunately up to this point, the dog or the cat probably has had everything he's ate has had chicken in it. Who knows? The smell could be coming from a chicken allergy. And so that's why, like I say, what we want to try to do is go to grain. You can just start out with grain-free can first and then see if that by once he's totally on the grain-free canned, you know, like, uh, you know, maybe a half a can in the morning and a half a can at night or every cat is different and he's growing. So he needs, you know, nourishment. So you just have to play it by ear and see how he feels. If he feels ribby, then go to three quarters of a can a day in the morning and three quarters of a can in the evening. So that's what you want to do. Okay, you said they shouldn't have chicken. And they should have only, they should have fish and salmon only twice a week. So what else in between them? Lamb? Well, there, you know, there's lamb, there's beef, there's turkey, there's buffalo, there's venison. There's a whole okay. bunch out there that you can rotate in and, and have the have the cat take. And sometimes cat takes change like, yeah, take it, give it to me. Sometimes it takes slow. You got to rotate it in. Just see what the cat does. But I would change the diet first. And then we can get into probiotics and digestive enzymes and, and stuff like that for the cat. But I think by changing the, I think that will help out immensely right now, okay? Okay, thanks a lot. You bet. You can give me a call up at Katie's Canines or you can go to mytalk1071.com and my website. You can go to my website and go to my Facebook page. All that fun stuff. Okay, you are participating in a race. If you over.